0: Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world, this is your host for the David Harris Jr. Show. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the David J. Harris Jr. Show. I am your host. Yes, I am, David. And I am so honored to be with you again and so thankful that you chose to spend a little bit of your day with me. I have a guest on with me today that has the potential to completely stop the censorship that's been taking place across all big tech platforms. I've been dealing with it. Hundreds, I believe thousands of others have been dealing with it, and I do believe that it is pivotal to make sure that we get the outcome in this coming election that all of us patriots truly want. Now a quick word from my sponsors. My sponsors are uncorkedliving.com. Folks, if you want to feel the best that you felt this year, you need to add the supplements to your life that are going to give you the ability to feel that good. My products, Uncorked Living, we have a revive whole food, multivitamin, multimineral product that I take every single day. The Interlean product is something that I use instead of coffee. This little capsule right here is full of herbs designed to increase your body's ability to metabolize and to break down the things in your body that you want to get rid of fast. And it increases mental clarity and focus as well. The whole product lineup is designed to help you live your best life now. Go to uncorkliving.com and use the code David and you'll save 20% on your order. All right, now we're going to get to Jason Fick. Jason is currently in a lawsuit against Facebook, the biggest of the big techs that have been doing the censorship, especially on individuals like myself. His case is currently in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and it truly has the power to change censorship and to change the way that these big tech platforms run. Without any further ado, my good friend, Jason Fick. Jason, Such a pleasure to be on with you today, my brother. How are you doing? I'm doing well, well,
1: very, very well.
0: Good. Well, I'm How glad you? that you are in this fight. I know it's not easy. I know your life has been literally turned upside down because of Facebook. Just to give my viewers and listeners a little background on who you are and what you were able to do in the social media world, you, I believe, at one point had over 24 million followers on multiple different pages. Facebook unpublished several of your pages, which... uh was equivalent to about 14 million of those followers. They then also had somebody, a representative from Facebook, go to help try to coordinate a deal for you to sell those pages, which, if they're not published, is really worth pennies to you at that point, to a competitor, and they've done nothing but just continue to give you uh, lots and lots of problems. So I truly believe that your case has, uh, has more than enough to prove that these big tech companies absolutely need to be held accountable for what they're doing. But what did I miss? That's a little overview. Share an overview of what you were able to do and what's brought you to this point.
1: So, well, as you were saying that, that Facebook had shut down 14 million of my fans, they actually had made a quid pro quo agreement with that other company to reinstate those pages only if that company were to own the pages, which was interesting because when the pages were sold, they were reinstated. And what it did show is that content was irrelevant. It had nothing to do with my content as to why it was shut down. Now, the reason I'm saying that that's so important, the the content issue, and obviously, I've gone into the Communications Decency Act with you and, and, and many other people, and it is a very complex problem because the Communications Decency Act is their shield. It is big tech's ability to restrict access to materials, even if they're constitutionally protected. So we have a real problem with the censorship issue that is embedded in the communications decency act now when facebook did that move and they proved you know beyond any doubt that content was irrelevant to the problem they took themselves out of what is called under the cda there's a subsection c now i have always talked about c1 and c2 and it gets all sorts of confusing but i'm going to make this very simple for everybody out there And this is what essentially we're advancing in the Ninth Circuit Court is that we've had to untwist all of the misrepresentations that this law has. Now, people are talking about legislative changes. They're talking about executive orders. They're talking about all these different things to fix it. When the reality is, if the Ninth Circuit Court recognizes what I'm about to explain to you, we will have fixed it all in one shot. The precedent that will be set, will set the whole problem back on its tracks. It's just, it'll fix it. Well, I know that's that's what we want. want. I know my audience and my
0: viewers are very, very aware of the amount of censorship that I've had to deal with, and I really believe that the only reason that I still have a page on Facebook, I know it's uh, being throttled on my other social media platforms as well, YouTube gives me crap all the time, uh, is because I have such a face to my page. People recognize me. They know who I am. Uh, I'm traveling all over the country, Mm -hmm. and I'm speaking uh, on behalf of Black Voices for Trump and uh, other events. So because I'm a very public figure, that's made me, I believe it's allowed me to go a little bit under the radar. You, when you had your 24 million, which is, you know, I don't even have a million on just Facebook. I've got about (laughs) 1.2 total, but you had, you had that just on Facebook, but you were kind of behind the scenes. And when they went after you, they went after you because of your content. I know that's what I'm always getting on my Facebook page when they deem you a violation. It's based on content. So just to make sure that my listeners and viewers understand, they took your pages equivalent to 14 million followers based on the content of those pages. And then they sent a representative Facebook did to a meeting to help coordinate a deal to republish those pages with the exact same content.
1: Correct. But only if it was in a different person's hands. Wow. So the only difference wow. was not content. The difference was who owned it. Now, that tells you something. Now, let me let me, let me you put a lot. this more in your terms. So do you believe that your content was in violation of offensive rules?
0: Me, me personally? Offensive? No, absolutely not. I, yes. I I don't do anything to try to offend anybody. My content's always verified before it's published. It's not fake news. Even when they try to deem it such, it's got to be another right. reason that they're that they're messing with me. Right. So the reason that it keeps being pushed in the direction of an
1: excuse that your content is offensive or mine is offensive or anybody's is offensive is, again, because of the CDA. The CDA allows them to take the content down if it is offensive content. Now, the problem has come into play is there is a measure of good faith. Now, it, it will get into a much more complicated discussion because, of course, you know, I've spent thousands of hours understanding every nuance of the CDA. And the reality of it is, is that everybody thinks it comes down to C1 and C2. And we had this epiphany this is what the ninth ninth circuit court is looking at now is the subsection c which is the whole thing the whole thing is a whole the part that affects these tech companies it says it is the protections for quote it's in quotes in the law good samaritan blocking and screening of offensive materials so that is their whole process that that blocking and screening aspect right but one day I, i was thinking about the good samaritan thing and why is it in quotes and all of a sudden it hit me. Look at Good Samaritan, California law, right? Because, of course, we're in the Ninth Circuit, California courts. So I looked at Good Samaritan law. And sure enough, guess what Good Samaritan says? What? It's when you render what? care, I get this, in good faith, not for compensation, not for gross negligence or wanton or willful misconduct. So now what we've done is instead of looking at C1 and C2, We've looked at the whole thing, subsection C, and said, wait a second. It's supposed to be good faith. It's supposed to be done not for compensation. And that's a key one, right? Because in my circumstance, they ushered my pages out to another company, but why did they do it? Because that company paid them 22 million in advertising. Wow. That's for compensation, isn't it? Which renders the Good Samaritan aspect. Good Samaritan is nullified. Not only that, but let me ask you this. So when you post something to Facebook, and I'm going to make these in very, very simple terms, and this is why this precedent is so key. And it's interesting that the media, the mainstream media won't touch me. You know why? Because they're the beneficiaries of trusted sources, high quality content. Yes. Well, what happens when they're being developed? They become information content providers. Facebook does. Now, let me say something. When, when somebody pays to increase the distribution of a post, wouldn't that be the development of that post to increase its distribution?
0: You absolutely make would it think active, it is, yeah. promote yeah. the growth of yeah. it.
1: Is. Right. That makes Facebook a content provider under CDA F3. So they're actually involved in the content. Now here's the crazy part. I'm going to, I'm going to lay this out for you. When you post something to Facebook, where does it end up? Where, where does it go?
0: Well, when I personally publish something to Facebook, it should go onto the pages of those people that uh, follow my page. Right. But where would they see it? They would see it in the newsfeed, correct? In In their newsfeed, correct.
1: Correct. Okay. So when you post something, it goes in the newsfeed. Now,
0: when you see a sponsored post, where is that? Normally, it's pushed to the top somewhere of your newsfeed. Of the newsfeed, right?
1: Yeah. So... When Facebook is taking money from an advertiser and that post is pushed into, as you just said, to the top of the news feed, that has to displace somebody, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So now if they're taking money, they're responsible in part for the development for of the information, the which makes them a content provider. Yes. In direct competition with their own users for yep. news feed space. And believe it or not, and I'm going to give you a quote here. This came from Tessa Lyons, and I'm, I'm synopsizing because I don't have it directly in front of me. But she said that the more content places pressure on pages, so more content must displace publishers as well as other pages. And you said Facebook that's, is taking money. And you said that's a quote from who? Tessa Lyons, the Facebook newsman.
0: Okay. All right. So, so this what's from happening Facebook. is She's, they're, they're basically taking money. That that's what
1: they're doing. Yes, they're, they're admitting that more content must displace other users. So when they're taking money, they become responsible as information content providers, not service providers, content providers, by definition of law, and therefore are displacing their own users in an unfair competition fashion. They're fraudulently lying to us and saying it is about content or offensive content when it's not. And it is purely for one thing, compensation. It's so they make more money, which voids their good Samaritan. So if the ninth recognizes this, what happens is it levels the playing field across the board. And this is why nobody will touch me in the mainstream media because they're the winners. Facebook yeah. is picking and choosing winners and losers. And the Let thing is, l- is that l- apply that yeah. just to censorship for a second. Give me one more second here. Okay. If you apply that winners and losers principle to, to censorship, if... I don't like what you're saying. I make you a loser. Right. And if I like right. what somebody else is saying, I make them a winner. Now what happens if I level that playing field? You can no longer pick that. Now it comes right. down to one simple definition, which is, is it offensive? That's it. Yes. I don't have to like it, dislike it, offensive only. It changes the entire dynamic of social media entirely because it corrects the CDA and the way that it is applied. And these companies are going to be in trouble because this is going to fix the whole problem. That's why nobody will touch me in the mainstream media.
0: I have obviously a ton of friends that have been impacted and affected negatively. There's been hundreds, if not thousands of people that have just completely lost their pages with no warning, with no explanation, with no opportunity to get it back. What would, what would mm-hmm. the Ninth Circuit, recognizing what you're, what you're bringing to them, do? Would it be give them the ability to get their page back or they still have to start over? And just for the rest of us Americans, we just know moving forward from there that we've got a, a level playing field to operate on.
1: I'm going to say something that's going to be a little scary for, for the entire world. What happens is if this precedent is set, it means that one, it levels the playing field that these companies cannot involve their development, meaning they can't pick the winners and losers anymore. And secondly, what it does is anybody who has lost their pages is you, you realize what I'm saying is their entire business model, Facebook's entire business model is to take money and fraudulently reduce distribution of people that they don't want in order to displace us with their financially motivated content. They literally say to us, if it's financially motivated, they hit us, which, and I'm going to give you another quote that is absolutely as damning as it possibly can be, because everybody says to me, well, what happens when you get to discovery and depositions? It doesn't even matter. I don't need it. The reality is they've said it publicly. And let, me, let me just break this down for everybody here. So basically, Tess just Alliance, to again, kind of teeter off right of right all right. the people
0: that have lost their pages, they'd all have a lawsuit on their pages too. Yes, I opened I opened Facebook and Google and Twitter and
1: everybody else up to the largest law firm to me lawsuit in the histories of mankind. Wow. It's this is catastrophic. Cute. And now the interesting thing is Facebook's trying to get ahead of this because they just changed the terms of service like four or five months ago. You can no longer join a class action suit. It's in their terms of service. They changed it. You can also not sue. So, Apparently you can only do triple oh. arbitration.
0: So for, for mm-hmm. Facebook, obviously, they they're being sued. It's gone through the it's in the Ninth Circuit. You've gone back and forth with them already. They're very familiar with your case for them to actually go mm-hmm. and change their terms uh, and conditions and say that they can't be privy that we basically can't file a class action against them means they know they're guilty.
1: Correct. It, it sure as hell looks like they're 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 admitting their guilt. And the reality wow. is, is that they're gearing up because it would mean that every single user of Facebook is part of the class because their entire business model, their, their business model comes down to this. We tortuously interfere and reduce your reach in order to displace your content so that we can financially uh, compensate ourselves by displacing your information. We, we lie about it, which is the fraud, and say that it's about offensive content when the reality is we're simply trying to extort you for money. My There's your entire business God. model this is like we, mafia We couldn't stuff. get to this. It, it, well, RICO may be something. I mean, reality is right now, I am poised to talk to uh, some legislators and lawmakers and the antitrust case because I have all of the evidence. I can I can prove that this entire thing is a RICO case. It's not one that we have advanced at this point, but you know, I have kept a lot of this under wraps, Dave, and now I'm dropping it because all our filings are out there. The reality is the Ninth Circuit Court If they don't see what our case is about, they effectively give big tech free reign to do whatever they want. They they could sit there and say, you're black. You can't post on Facebook. Do something about it. You can't because the CDA
0: covers us. It's ridiculous. We're sitting there saying they're breaking other laws. Which is what they've been using, right? Facebook, big tech companies. They use this CDA immunity basically at will to say for any reason whatsoever. Well, your content was offensive. And so this is what gives them the barrier to be able to just deem it such in their own, you know, by their own standards, which gives them the ability to pretty much get away with whatever they want. So if this case isn't recognized by the Ninth Circuit, what's the opportunity then with Facebook and big tech companies knowing and understanding that the Ninth Circuit didn't honor, didn't look at this, didn't, you know, receive it in the way that you're presenting it? what kind of leeway does that then give big tech companies to do if the ninth circuit does
1: not reverse the dismissal that the northern district you know put in on it the northern district we we think just didn't really spend the time they didn't understand the case we we've broken this down to the good samaritan aspect which you can't get away from the fact that it was done in bad faith you can't get away from the fact that it was done for compensation and it was wanton and willful misconduct. It was absolutely the principles of our case. And if they ignore it, well, I can, I can promise you this. We're going to the Supreme court. Now, yes. They should take yeah. this case because it is one of those pivotal cases in the nation right now. And it affects everyone. And the reality is, is that they can't say that it's dismissed in the ninth because it, it's sovereign immunity. It would
0: literally allow them to do anything illegal, anything. How big of a role do you believe that big tech, social media platforms, Facebook had? What role do you think it had in bringing an awareness and a perspective? I mean, I go back to my first video that went viral. I didn't have a public page. I just had a personal page. I had about 1500 friends and I shared and poured my heart out after the third debate between Trump and Hillary on why I couldn't stay silent as a Christian, as a husband, as a father, as a member of the black community, uh, as a business owner. This is what I believe is at stake. And it was largely a pro-life message. I said if for no other reason. We've got to support Donald Trump for president because he's pro-life. My inbox was flooded. It went to 400,000 views. I had messages from men, women, black, Hispanic, Asian, white, that said, you know, my whole family are Democrats. I was planning on voting for Hillary, but because of your message, I have to vote for Trump because it's a vote for life. I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of messages I got like that, but I got a lot. And that's just little me. That was just me with no page, with no platform, with one video. You know, how much do you think individuals like myself that had the opportunity to share their viewpoints, share their values with the masses, with the world, how much do you think that played a role in Donald Trump getting elected as president in 2016? If I were to give it a percentage, 100%. Really? Absolutely
1: 100%. Social media defeated the mainstream media apparatus. Social media defeated the entire establishment. They were, they were so arrogant. In their beliefs, that, that's why Zuckerberg stood, stood, you know, sat in front of Congress and said he apologized because his arrogance, he, he let this thing go. And Trump became you know president because they were not prepared for. See, the thing is, is that and this is unfortunate and I'm going to have to call the administration out on this and they need to pay attention to what I'm about to say. Their advertising did not win them this election. Hmm. This past 2016 election was the guys like you. The guys like me, the guys like the group that I have that are 163 million fans shut down by Facebook. We were the amplifiers. His message was delivered through Twitter, but we amplified it. You can go up there with an electric guitar and play all you want. Nobody will hear it until you have an amplifier. Will they? Right. That was the point of social media. (laughs) Facebook is not stupid. Twitter is not stupid. And Google is not stupid. They're prepared for 2020. And meanwhile, you know, Twitter shutting down the ability for, for Trump to advertise. You think Facebook won't do it? I'm I'm calling it out right now. Right before the election, they'll shut down the advertising. Not only that, but everybody like us that was the amplifier, we have been quietly. You started this conversation by saying your face is you on the platform. It was the fact that you could actually call the White House and say, hey, White House, can you call Facebook and get myself back? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, I was there, right? There, yeah, like,
0: absolutely. You're right we there. We
1: can't do that. So they gain you gained back your million fans on Facebook. I lost my 25 note. What do you think was a bigger hit for Trump? It's the people that are unnamed, un you know, that are behind the scenes doing bigger pages. We got slaughtered. And every time they do, you know, a Diamond and Silk or David Harris Jr., where they pick somebody and you can make a big enough
0: stink, you stay, everybody else goes. Well, the entire basis is gone. Let me hop back to something you said to hear you say that you believed that social media played a hundred percent role in making sure that Donald J. Trump was elected as president. You know, that's That's a pretty bold statement. But if I break it down a little bit, if we go back and remember the uh, the mainstream media, none of the mainstream media outlets, none of the news outlets were giving the president a chance at all. If Mm. there hadn't been. An uprising of individuals like your, yourself, myself, that were suppo- showing our support for the president, for Donald Trump. At that point, there wouldn't have been anything to combat the onslaught of propaganda that was constantly Correct. in the media. Correct. Yeah. So, you know why, if, if and those, if a lie is told over those and those over, over, right over right enough, here. it's believed. If the American people believe yes. that there was no chance that the that Donald Trump had a ch- had any possibility of becoming right. the president. They probably would have stayed home. Yeah, social
1: media was entirely it. it. They couldn't pull the people that were quietly looking at their friends' stuff, and their friends were supporting Trump. They couldn't. They couldn't even quantify. The administration can't quantify that. There's wow. trillions in lost wow. advertising that is gone. Now, I will say this: I believe Trump is going to win again. You know why? Not because of social media. This this time, it will be zero. Well, maybe. 20 percent social media that'll still keep him in office do you know why he's gonna win 2020 why because he came into office and he did what he said he was going to do absolutely now he's got a proven track record that you can factually throw at somebody and say i don't care if you don't like orange man the fact is he <laughs> fixed the nation yes like the guy nailed it the thing yeah it that, that bugs me and again i gotta go back to one criticism He stood in front of and and I know you were you even invited me to that social media summit at the White House. And he stood up there and he said that he probably could have been president despite social media. No way in hell. Not for 2016. We have been abandoned, Dave. Many of us are angry about that. The social media, the big, big guys, the guys that lost, you know, in the the 20, 30, 40 million fan. We
0: you know, I've got a whole group of guys that are gone, just gone. And when you say go on platform, I mean, but it's not just that they don't have a page anymore. Most all of those individuals had the opportunity to generate revenue and income for their life. Yes. By having a page, right. by building that page, Correct. by spending the money to build the page to then generate an income, yes. which is part of Facebook's, uh, you know, platform that you should have the ability to do. So when you say they're gone, it's not just that their page is gone, but it literally destroyed yeah. a lot of their lives. Bankrupt. <laughs> yep. It, there, there were so many jobs lost
1: on social media that that why is Trump not even acknowledging that? Like, yes, he's got real world jobs that have been created, but do you know how many social media jobs were lost? Hmm. Hundreds of thousands. It was the little mom and pop. It was the granny who was doing her knitting channel that can make 300 bucks a month. So all of us are wiped out. Why? Because Facebook is deliberately targeting anybody that makes money because they want to tortiously interfere with us. Now, let me, let me do a little bit more detailed stuff here. Tortious interference. The definition of it is to intentionally damage third party business or contractual relationships in order to cause economic harm. Now, that is illegal. You can't deliberately screw with somebody's ability to make money. It's just not legal. Okay. And I wanted to, to, I haven't gotten to this quote yet, but Tesla Lyons, the the newsfeed manager for Facebook also said this and I quote, so going after actors and domains who repeatedly share this kind of content and reducing their distribution, removing their ability to monetize, removing their ability to advertise is part of our strategy. Now, I want to break that statement down for you. First off, Actors and Domains is not offensive content. That is coming directly from Facebook's newsfeed manager. Now, wow. think about this. Actors and Domains has nothing to do with content, does it? It's people and websites. Okay, so they're attacking people and websites, which has nothing to do with the CDA. The second thing is, is that they say they repeatedly share this kind of content. Well, irrelevant to what the content in it is. take that out of the equation for the moment and think about this. So what do they do? They reduce its distribution, but then it's conflated with remove their ability to monetize. That's tortious interference. Remove their ability to advertise is a third party business contractual relationship. Those people that I just said were removed that are gone, that lost their incomes It's everybody. Yeah. And they said it's their strategy. So their whole goal is it's a war of attrition. Wipe us out financially, take our jobs, take our ability to make money so that they silence all of us. They control everything. And that's why my case is so precedential, because it would level that playing field and it would stop these companies from interfering with our ability to make money. They don't want us to succeed financially. No, they want to kill us. financially.
0: Well, that's the quickest way to shut somebody up is to take their take Correct. away their money take away their ability i mean all money is is the ability for us to exchange one thing for another to function basically so you take that opportunity away mm-hmm. and and you've you've shut them up i mean it's they're digitally dead yes yes and if we can simply get the courts to recognize that facebook
1: cannot have a hand in because one of the biggest principles of the good samaritan aspect again is it's for any act or omission thereof and if the ninth recognizes also that C1 is the omission of act, the failure to act, where right now, C1, as far as Facebook is concerned and the big tech is concerned, it's their immune if they didn't create content. And that's not it at all. What it's saying is if, if Facebook does nothing, they don't take the content down, it's left in place, they don't touch it. That's the omission aspect of Good Samaritan. Well, in my case, that's all they did was act. So hmm. the action prong would be C2, which is where they take an action voluntarily. It's not for compensation. It's not gross uh, negligence or willful mis- misconduct, which is, of course, what they're doing. No, instead, what they did was they actually acted to develop my information, meaning they made it active or promoted the growth of it for my competitor. That took them out of the realm of protection and it will lead the charge. All I am is a tip of the spear because then everybody can come behind me.
0: And it's amazing how there's so little attention on this, isn't it? Well, it because makes sense that the mainstream media, media outlets aren't trying to give you the time of day because, as you said, they've no. already got you know, contracts with these big tech companies. So, you know, they, why would they want to stick paid. their nose in something like that? What I wish would take place is that somebody in a political level obviously the the best would be Donald Trump Don Jr Dan Scavino somebody that's yeah. that's you know a part of the president's social media team or very close to the president to take a look at this and say you know is there a way we can add anything is, is there something that the if let's just say the president Don Jr somebody Kim Guilfoy Uh, got a hold of this information or understood what your potential, what your case could potentially do in leveling the playing field and, and writing a hell of a lot of wrongs against a lot of conservatives that have been supporting this president. You know, what would having the president or somebody from his team do for your case? Or what is there anything that them partnering with you, or at least connecting with you could do for your, for your case, for the people. I mean, this is really a a fight for the people, it's for all of us yes uh, what what could yes. be done it, so
1: as you know and I, and I told you that I was actually approached by one of the presidential candidates about potentially helping them essentially pull the base that is the social media the, the disenfranchised social media people and I don't really want to do that because I don't want to see I don't want to help the Democratic you know side because so, their, their principles are so. No.
0: So one of the and I know I know you shared this, but I want to make sure my you shared it with me. I want to make sure my audience and listeners understand this. One of the current candidates for president of the United States on the Democrat side has already approached you about trying to partner with you. To help push this forward in order to then try to garner the, the support from all of those out there in, in big tech and social media, social media land that have been adversely affected by big tech companies.
1: Yes. Millions of people have been affected by social media
0: companies. Like I wonder who it is. Actually, man. I know who it is, but I know <laughs> we're not going to share, but that's pretty amazing. That somebody on the Democrat side running for president has reached out to you to say, how can we do something together? So go ahead and continue. I just want to make sure that our listeners and viewers understood that's what we were talking about. That's why I, I have been trying desperately to reach
1: out to the administration to sit down and not be told that now is not the time. Now is the time. Period. I have the information that proves an antitrust. I have all of it. I, I've even considered, you know, I've been talking about going in front of the House, the, the Democratic side, for the antitrust. There's a potential there. I have the evidence. It's the entire premise of my case is effectively an antitrust, although we're doing unfair competition, which is a lower burden in California. That's all it is, is antitrust effectively. Right. So I have all of this stuff prepared. And I, I know that there are so many people that have been disenfranchised by social media. It's a base in itself. If somebody appeals to them correctly, especially by somebody who's leading the charge the way I am, because I've had, I mean, Dave, you know, I've had no help, none. I finally, I figured out the problem on my own. I got law, you know, a law firm involved on my own. We went after this on our own and we are leading the charge. And I am, I have reached out my hand several times to the administration and they really should be paying attention to this because there is, if I flip and I start dragging some of these original social media. What happens when we actually regain
0: our audience? Because, oh, all of a sudden Facebook gives us that power again and we start shifting. If you were to help this Democrat candidate that's running for president and that connection helped you win a case that was for the American people, then obviously that candidate would have a heck of a lot more support. For from that base of people, I, I don't know if that support would be enough to help that candidate enough to make a difference. But uh, I do know that it's certainly some brownie points. I know for me, you know, again, my my values are drenched and and rooted in my faith. And so there's specific reasons why I just cannot vote for Demo- Democrats period. But you know, that's just me.
1: I wouldn't vote for him, Dave. and I don't really I wouldn't really be helping the Democrats. What I'm looking at is, That the biggest problem in the United States right now is big tech establishment companies that are controlling all of free speech. If we do not maintain free speech, because if you think about it, the reason I said 100 percent is why Trump won. It is the social media will be the reason why we keep our country good. If we lose our voice we lose everything. We lose guns. We lose yeah. the right to privacy. We, yeah. we lose everything. So yeah, absolutely. social media to absolutely. me is the biggest concern we have. I Iran, Yep. We got a war going on over there, but that's over in Iran right now. We have a war going on in the United States for our voice. And this is the way to solve it. I've got it. I know how to do it. It's simply by leveling the free market and free speech playing fields. We can do it. I don't want to help yes. their side. I want the administration to come along. Like, you know, Holly, sit down and talk. I, I got off stage. Now I don't know where Matt Gates lies at the moment because, of course, he just flipped on that that vote or the war powers thing. Right. But I got off stage, and Matt Gates said, "We need to talk." Why haven't we talked? Mm. Like, I could do so much to fix this if they understood it to the level that I understand. It because I have spent thousands of hours understanding the CDA, the legislative intent. The the core of it has never been advanced in court. Nobody has ever brought up the good Samaritan aspect, which is the whole subsection. And it comes down to good faith and not for compensation and, and not gross negligence and willful, wa- will, willful and wanton misconduct. Those four principles apply to all of the social media standards. Why aren't they currently?
0: Because, you know, they're doing it. Well, I I hope that this gets out to somebody I hope that you I? Know, somebody says, you know what, we need to help make sure that this, that all these wrongs are righted and that if this you know, proof, if the way you've got your case laid out just cuts right through CDA's immunity, which would stop all the big tech companies from censoring the little guys, that's a huge win for America. I'd love for the president to be able to hang his hat on another huge win for America by helping you do I this. I want to help him.
1: Absolutely want to help him. All he needs to do is just reach out, you know, I've I tried for a long period of time and I, I don't want to help the other side because I think what he's doing is amazing in this country. And, you know, my, my case may not be political. I mean, we've, we've said that from the beginning, my case isn't political. My case is about purely economics and free speech. It is the free market and the free speech that have to be protected on social media. And the CDA has to be applied correctly. If it's right. applied correctly, right. It will do what it was supposed to do. It just hasn't been. And we're yeah. going to fix it one way or the other. But I would really like to be on his team.
0: Well, I'd love to see that happen, Jason. You know, how can folks get in contact with you? Where can they see or stay up to date with your case? What are your what are your handles? And we'll put them on the screen as well.
1: Well, you can go to my website, which is my name, JasonFick.com. I do That's have a S-O-N-F-Y-K. Yes, dot com, and I have social justice, which is my first of a three-part series book that's coming out. I will be releasing the second and third once this case has panned out a little bit further. I've sort of been told to hold, but you know with, with the documents are are on all, all online. You can reach me. You know you can email me through the site or Jason at jasonfick dot com if you want to get in touch with me. You know, I, I invite and welcome those that are you know, running legislation. Let me come explain this to you. I want nothing from it. I just want to help the nation.
0: Well, I know your heart, brother. I know we've been talking now for seems like o- over a year and a half or close to two. And I'm really honored to be able to, to be in your corner, fight with you, pray with you. I, I really, truly believe that God is in this with you, that he wants these wrongs to be righted, that he wants us to have a free America, the rights of our free speech, the freedom of speech. And he wants everybody to be able to enjoy the big tech, uh, the social media platforms for, for what they were intended for. The ability to connect with others and hear others and and you know, just see what's going on in the world without all of this other, you know, with, with you know, again, you add money to everything. The root of uh, the root of all evil, the love of money, is the root of all evil, and it just seems like once these big tech companies realized how powerful they had become, that uh, their own personal opinions got in the way, and and unfortunately, most of those opinions are pretty liberal and leftist in nature. So, uh, it just, it's from greed to, to the, the, the politics of it and the ideologies of people that think they're, you know, close to God and being able to dictate and sway which way our country should go using big tech. The little guys, all of us, we don't want to have to do it. We don't want to have to deal with that. And it sounds like your case has the opportunity to put all that to rest and just give the people what they want. Which is platforms that we can just enjoy and share and and connect with friends and families on. So it should be a place I, for all ideas. You. I'm Try with you, brother. Uh, praying for you. Believing God is in this with you, and believing that this will do what you're setting out for it to do for all of us. Thanks, dude. All right, Jason. I will have you back on again. I want to stay in tune. What what is the current status of the Ninth Circuit Court? When is the next deadline? What's what's next? What are you waiting for there?
1: So all of the uh, the opening brief was filed, their response was filed, and we just uh, recently put in our reply, and our reply is something that everybody should read. Between the, the opening brief and the reply, we explain the development aspect and the Good Samaritan aspect, like no other cases ever explained it. It is as clean as you can possibly get. Everybody should understand that. As far as a deadline, now we are just waiting on the Ninth Circuit Court to hopefully we're going to get a ruling with emphasis is what's called it. They will clear up all of the cases that have been either wrongly applied CDA or, but it it will basically fix up the entire problem. Or we're hoping to kind of tell people that we're going to be kind of the Roe versus Wade of social media case where it's just going to be the pivotal one. But, you know, of course I've had the media hit pieces saying, Oh, I've lost. And I have pages dedicated to urinating. That was, that was, you know, that was a lie Dave, completely by Facebook. 100% 100% a lie, and the courts actually relied on it. I didn't have pages dedicated to the urinating public. It was, a, it was a typo. And on top of that, even if you take the URL, as they were saying, take a piss funny, you realize that's a UK and Australian term for being humorous. It's neither in context is it right, neither was it factually correct. And of course, everybody jumped on that. Meanwhile, you know what? And I, and I forgot to mention this in the other thing. My content was never really offensive. It was never designed to be bad, so you can't say that it was content. It was irrelevant, and so forth. But we are waiting. We have about a year window where the Ninth Circuit Court
0: will rule, and at that point, everything changes. Like All right. Once well, that Ninth Circuit decision comes a- in, well, we're praying for something to happen uh, speedily and expeditiously, and we're uh, hoping and believing that it it uh, it moves forward with the clarity that you presented everything uh to all of us here today i think it's pretty clear these big tech companies need to be, be held accountable to how they're literally just screwing the little guys and uh building themselves yes, a are. bigger and better empire for them and only them and their their ideologies yep All right, my brother, thank you so much, Jason, for joining me today. I really do appreciate you, man. We'll keep on praying for you. Please, everybody, pray for my brother, Jason, and his family. Uh, It's been a very trying time for him. He spent uh, long, long nights and hours trying to fight for this, and he's fighting for us. He's fighting for the American people and our right to freedom of speech on big tech platforms. So God bless you, Jason. We'll talk to you again soon, brother. Thank you, man. All right, bye-bye. So, folks, what you have right there is what I believe all Americans need to be aware of. All of Americans need to understand exactly what is taking place and how this case has the opportunity to truly set a precedent that would make it so that anybody that's been wronged by these big tech platforms would have the ability to get their wrongs righted. So once again, thank you guys for joining me and being with me today. Please, if you love this podcast, give me a five-star rating, share it with some friends, family members, send out an email, send it to groups. Let people know about the David J. Harris Jr. Show. God bless you. I'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye.